0: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The calendar may say it's winter, but it's always a good time to be focusing on the boys of summer. From the stars who make the plays on the diamond, to the ones who make the decisions in the front office, let's bring you Inside Your Hometown
1: Nine with Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew
0: Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside Twins. Chris Atterbury from our network headquarters right here at Target Field in downtown Minneapolis. As you can see, if you're joining us uh, via our many social media platforms, a big banner featuring our friend Bailey Ober, Twins pitcher Bailey Ober. First day at the office, 2024. Today, going to be joining us live from the Lee Health Sports Complex in Fort Myers, Florida. In just a moment, we're going to hear from Bailey Ober on the first day of workouts for Twins pitchers and catchers rest of the team is going to be uh, joining them there uh, at the complex here in the next couple of days. Uh, And next week, our final Inside Twins program of the offseason, we will actually be broadcasting live from the Lee Health Sports Complex. But let's start with Bailey Ober, and let's start with today, a Valentine's edition of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made, and Bailey Ober, kind enough to join us. And Bailey, you're sporting that spring training lid, 2024 style. Good first day uh, back at the office with all the fellas?
1: Oh, yeah, it's been great. Um, It's really good good seeing everyone down here and getting outside and, you know, get a little sweat going. But everyone had some fun today, and we're looking forward to going the rest of the spring and into the year.
0: And again, we welcome everybody who is joining us live on our various social media platforms with Bailey joining us from Fort Myers. Uh, You can submit questions for Bailey Ober, uh, whether it's the Twins YouTube channel, uh, the uh, Twins Facebook channel as well. And we'll go ahead and we'll have those questions for Bailey later in our program. I want to talk to you about last year just ever so briefly. You had a brilliant spring, started the year in St. Paul, ended up totaling 144 and a third innings, far and away, a career high. You pitched beautifully all season long and you stayed pretty healthy all season long you took a next step so I guess my question to you Bailey would be another healthy off season under your belt what is the next step forward for Bailey Ober look like
1: yeah like kind of like just what you said just keep climbing um keep keep pushing the innings limit and try to be as strong as you are from the start of the season at the end of the year um and hopefully that means making a deep push into the playoffs and winning the last game of the year.
0: Uh, and we got a taste of that last year, obviously with the postseason. and a bunch of those same faces will be with you. And we're with you today as you open workouts. I think we got a shot of you uh, walking into camp here today. Let's see. I've I got to ask you, you're with Randy Dobnek there. Yeah. Only one of you is wearing a t-shirt with your own face on it. So where's the, <laughs> where's the Bailey Oberface t-shirt?
1: I don't know. I need one for sure. Someone needs a, create one
0: well you know what this this show can make things happen because last week josh stalmont one of your bullpen mates uh he, he said why don't we have a bark in the park and lo and behold we <laughs> released the the year's calendar and there's a bark in the park on there so maybe there is a bailey Ober uh face uh t-shirt to be had uh in, in the coming weeks i want to talk to you about your usage last year um your changeup in particular when you were in the minor leagues people I don't know if they, they were paying attention or not, but you had a dominant minor league stretch. Uh, you didn't walk anybody. I think at one point it was a hundred strikeouts, nine walks and your changeup was killer. You got to the big leagues, you had success, but kind of got away from the changeup. Your changeup usage went way up last year yeah. and the movement, the vertical movement on your changeup went way up last year. Those obviously go hand in hand, right? The the pitch got better. So you threw it more. Uh, yeah. is, is that something you're going to continue to look to feature?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it- I've had a lot of feel for the changeup all the way back to probably high school. And it was probably my best pitch then. And it kind of continued through college and in the minor leagues. And then when we got up to the big leagues in 21, I was making a lot of mechanical changes at that time to try to stay healthy and pitch a full season. And that kind of not necessarily got rid of the changeup, but it just made it a little bit difficult to throw it because I was throwing overall uh just in a different way a healthier motion but a different way and over the last two years I've had to kind of reinvent myself uh with the repertoire and last year I kind of figured out all right this is this is what the grip needs to feel like in my hand and then I just kind of ran with it in spring and then um started throwing it early in the year when I was in St. Paul and had some success and I thought to myself like all right this is this could be a pitch for me this year and I could Finally, have it back to where I can trust it and throw it at any count versus any any
0: batter. Yeah, and you certainly went out and did that and got a lot of outs with it. Now it's always adjustments, pitchers and hitters, not just pitch to pitch in each at bat, but across the league. Last year was kind of the year of the sweeper, everybody breaking out that horizontal sweeping pitch. A lot of talk that this year more splits, more change ups, maybe even returning to the sinker ball a little bit as hitters have had a couple of years to try to get on top of those ride fastballs. As a pitcher, do you notice league-wide a trend of hitters changing their approach? Like like how tuned in are you, not just to the individual you're trying to get out, but when you start to notice that maybe, hey, this isn't just one guy. This is kind of what a lot of hitters are trying to do.
1: Yeah, you can definitely tell. I feel like last year I started to notice a lot more that guys were taking away the fastball at the top of the zone, and whether that's just that they've been seeing it for a while now through a various different amount of guys throughout the league. Um, But it's something that you take notice and not necessarily get rid of, but it's also you have to come up with different ways on how to get to that pitch where it sets them up to swing and miss or pop up instead of maybe automatically just going there the entire game. You have to pick and choose when, when, when to go there and choose your spots.
0: I was digging around on Baseball Savant, which you can get lost on there for for hours and hours looking at some of your usage and your numbers. And one thing that jumped out at me, the closest comp to you via Baseball Savant, which is a fun website if you've never visited, in terms of your your velocity and your movement, was Christian Javier. Now, he's a great pitcher with the Astros, but he's also about eight inches shorter than you. He has some of the worst extension in the league, whereas you have some of the best extension in the league, and yet you're taking different routes to get to a similar place. Does that yeah. surprise you? Were you aware that you guys kind of had some, some comparable movement with your pitches?
1: Yeah, so I, I, I've i been watching him for a while, and obviously the no-hitter in the postseason. Um, but he So he's a, he's got a low release height, and it's just kind of how he throws the ball. And the way I, because of I'm, so big and my stride so long, I happen to have a low release height too. And it's because of totally two different things, just how he throws with his mechanics and just because of how far I stride down the mound. So we both have lower release heights than what you would expect. And then it happens that our pitch repertoire is a little similar as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. And there's other guys throughout the league that I'll be like, that kind of looks pretty similar to my, to my stuff or – Maybe like, I think someone looks pretty similar and then I could see them in person and it's not. So it's it's always fun picking, picking up stuff that other guys do. Um, and now with all the technology these days, it makes it a little bit easier.
0: And spring training is a great time to do that, and I think we're going to get a look at some of the sights and sounds of, of day one here uh, at the Lee Health Sports Complex, and it looks like a, it was a beautiful day today. Everybody had a good offseason growing the hair out. Cody Funderburg, Chris Paddock looks good. Louis Varland hasn't quite got on the uh, the, the, the long-haired train just yet. The first couple times you're playing catch, you're getting loose. It's not like it used to be where you were selling insurance in the offseason. Guys are in shape. But what are you trying to accomplish on day one? Is it just trying to get the body moving? Or is a, a lot of it that the mental part, talking with your new catchers, talking with your old catchers, talking with other pitchers to just kind of pick each other's brains?
1: Yeah, it's just it's kind of re- reuniting with all the guys, um, just getting that bond strong from – the beginning here, um, just carrying it over from last year, but also, yeah, just getting getting a feel of being outside. Uh, your adrenaline's going to be a little bit higher than it would be during the regular off season. So when you're when you step your foot in the first day of spring, you're you're going to be excited. You're want you're going to want to do all the all the stuff. You're want you're going to want to face hitters already and stuff like that. You just kind of have to relax into it a little bit and not push yourself too fast at the beginning because it's going to come. Um, But, yeah, it feels great being down here. Um, Tremendous facilities down here and couldn't be more excited.
0: You know, we had Ryan Jeffers join us last week, and, and obviously catchers this time of year have so much on their plate. They're trying to find their swing but they also are learning new pitchers, what's changed with the guys they've got before. From the pitching standpoint, obviously you've worked with Vasky and you've worked with Jeffers a lot and some of the guys who've been in the minor leagues. What is your intention when you throw a bullpen to maybe a catcher you haven't been with before or a guy that you have spent a lot of time with?
1: Yeah, so for a guy that I haven't thrown to, usually before the pen starts, I'll walk them through like, hey, this is what I try to do. This is what my stuff kind of moves like. Um, and I'll just give them like a rundown of my outlook of what I want the pen to be like. Um whether that's if I'm doing a two-set bullpen, the first set will just be getting shapes and locations right. And then the second set will be more uh sequence focused, like trying to face hitters or simulate in that bat. Um and I'll, I can work through setups with him. If I see something I don't like, I can kind of tell him, hey there's a glove, show the glove late or move it up and in, uh kind of stuff like that. And then with the guys that I've already caught, it's kind of just a refresher. Um, if anything has changed, you let them know, hey, I'm throwing this pitch a little different this year. might have a little bit more horizontal or might move a little bit more depth, um, kind of stuff like that. But everything with Jeffers and with Vasquez, it's pretty – It's pretty. they kind of know what I'm doing. They know my strengths and they, they understand what I want to do and they um, just kind of – it's a more of a conversation. Like they can give me feedback and say, hey, this is what I saw um, and I can do the same.
0: Yeah, so they also kind of a probably a good checkpoint, like, hey, you're doing this a little different, or this this was a little bit off. What does an offseason look like for you after the innings you threw last year? You came into camp last year, obviously, trying to make a decision really difficult on the front office. You accomplished that and then went on to have a really good year. What was this offseason? Was it different, having put that many innings behind you?
1: Honestly, no. I. I mean, I, I think last offseason I maybe took one one week off. This this year, I think I took two, maybe three, but everything else was the exact same. The buildup was the exact same. I threw lots of time on the bullpen, on the mounds, just working on working on the craft and just getting ready for this year. But I I, I like to get my body staying in motion. Um, I don't really like to tighten up and sit for a while. So I was I was in the gym five days a week when I can and just doing just throwing and lifting and making sure I was staying in shape. And uh, yeah, basically I tried to do the same as last year worked pretty good. So hopefully this year will as well.
0: Now last year, you also handled a tough situation as perfectly as it could be handled. There were a lot of quality starting pitchers. You were brilliant, you went to St. Paul, you just kept getting people out, knowing your number would be called. And when it was, you were ready to more than answer that call. Louis is kind of in a similar spot this year. Have you given him any advice? Does he he's pretty level headed guy. He doesn't probably need a whole lot of help just in terms of you know, reminding him that, hey, you're a big league guy, control what you can control. We need all of us.
1: Yeah, I haven't talked to him yet, but I have been meaning to just kinda let him know I'm here if he if he ever has any questions or anything like that. But um yeah, if I had any advice to him I would I would just say and just enjoy every day. Try to get better every single day. Have fun. Don't don't put too much pressure to be something that it's out of your control um obviously everyone knows that louis Varlin is a big league pitcher um so it's just it's just hopefully he can keep like you said his head level and be able to go out there and just shake off stuff that necessarily isn't going to be like something that he's not going to be able to control i mean it's it's a very hard job to not be able to think about that obviously because it's your career um and you want to be in the big leagues um but he He's a great kid. He's he's going to be able to handle himself, and I have no doubt that we'll need him for sure this year.
0: Yeah. No question about that. There will be big outs recorded by Louis Varland, and you set the tone last year saying, hey, maybe you, I don't get any outs opening day, but I will get a lot of outs for you before it's all said and done. That's Bailey Ober joining us here on Inside Twins. Brought to you by Killebaud Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created, legends are made. And speaking of memories, jumping into the Bailey Ober family photo album. When we return for segment two here on Inside Twins on your home for Twins Baseball. Bailey Ober coming off a brilliant 2023 campaign joins us after his first full day of workouts at the Lee Health Sports Complex in Fort Myers earlier today. This part will probably be harder than anything you did earlier today, Bailey. Uh, I know you're away from your family right now, getting started on the season, uh, but we used your family to kind of jump into a little section we call photo album. Now, for all of you joining us on our wonderful network of radio affiliates, we encourage you to go back, find the video links to the show. Uh, If you're joining us on one of our social media platforms, you'll be able to see this live as we dig into the photo album. Uh, of bailey over so let's let's start in the beginning let's go ahead and pop up our first picture here and uh you explain kind of what we're looking at we got a couple of carolina panthers fans there in front of a christmas tree
1: oh yeah yeah that's me and my younger brother big football fans um obviously we grew up in the charlotte area so big panthers fans too
0: but you changed here he's like a charger and maybe what yeah. are you like john elway there
1: i yeah, was a, that was a Old John Elway jersey. Yeah, I probably had 20 different jerseys when I was a kid.
0: <laughs> oh, a and, and who's this guy?
1: That's my dad, yeah. That's us and my dad.
0: And he was a hooper, right?
1: Yeah, he played a little college basketball up in New Hampshire area. So, yeah, he, he get a little athleticism from him.
0: Yeah, so great family shot there. Now, sticking with your dad, in the I know he was a big Red Sox guy yeah. uh, being from the Northeast. So this was one of, was this your first big league game?
1: I don't know. I mean, it kind of, it probably looks like it. I I feel like I went to probably some Red Sox games when I couldn't even remember, like when I was two years old or three years old. Um, But yeah, whenever we'd we'd try to go down to some Atlanta games, and then whenever we would go up to see family and visit them during the summer, we'd try to make it over the Fenway.
0: Well, you're rocking the sweet backwards hat. You got the Red Sox T-shirt. And and the obvious follow-up here, Bailey, is here you are smiling. I don't know what you are, maybe 12 years old in this picture, if that. And now as a grown man, you're pitching in Fenway Park. And and I guess the first part of that is, is, did you have some emotion wrapped around that, knowing the ties within your family? And the second part was, did your folks have a chance to come up to Fenway and actually watch their own son pitch at Fenway Park?
1: Yeah, they did. So when I, my rookie year in 21, I got to throw at Fenway, and I had probably 30 family members there. Um, and my parents got to come up, and then all the people up. Better in that area. Drove in, so it was a pretty special day, and yeah, I had a lot of had a lot of emotion when I was pitching on the mound that day, and it, it was a really special special night to be able to throw there, and just on a surreal feeling being on the field.
0: Yeah, and probably better than being in the dugout because they were not built for guys your height back. in the do Yeah, no, I
1: don't.
0: That's not. That's not a great dugout for anybody of your size. All right, more. More. We got a. We've seen the hair. You had the long hair with the Elway jersey. Yep. You got kind of some shag now. This guy is clean cut. It's like it's like going to a job interview here in a tuxedo.
1: <laughs> I think that's senior pictures in high school.
0: You got Something. the dimples rocking right there too.
1: Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you probably would not be able to recognize me now with the beard and long hair with that picture.
0: Oh, people are going to be wanting you to shave and show those, those dimples back off. So, <laughs> so, so that's your senior picture. But another aspect of your high school days I was obviously on the baseball field. Yep. Uh, and you weren't the only member of your team to go on uh, to earn a living playing sports here in the Twin Cities. I think we got a shot of you uh, coming up here next uh, from the dugout. Yeah, well, well, here it comes, and there's you and and of course Garrett Bradbury who yep. uh, who plays across town.
1: Yep, yeah, it's me and Garrett. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, we've had a couple times where we've kind of sat sat back and hung out together and just kind of talked about how crazy it is. Um, just from us in high school talking on, we both played first base. He played first base and caught, and I played first base and I was a pitcher my last two years. So during practice when we we're at first base, we would just kind of dream to ourselves like, all right, this. This is what we could be doing. And then, sure enough, we're in the same city, obviously playing two different sports. But it's it's pretty awesome to have him up there and just be able to share experiences with him.
0: Astronomical odds that this could happen. The yeah. Two friends and teammates in different sports in the same town, far away from where they grew up. And it, it is a cool story. Now, this is Garrett with you at playing baseball. Did you play football? Did you line up on the gridiron?
1: I never played football. I was I, – I probably – Could have if I started young, but I was just always too skinny. I didn't start putting on weight until I got to college. And probably in that picture right here, I was probably about 6'8",
0: 190.
1: So, yeah, not a good recipe for being on the football field.
0: Not exactly what they were looking for. Well, you went on to a great college career. And then, obviously, uh, a wonderful moment for you is the day that you sign uh, your professional contract. And I think we got a shot of that as well uh, here as we dig through your photo albums. Look Look at that smile on your face there. Do you remember the day?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I remember being down here with my draft class and walking through the facilities and signing the paper. It's it's a pretty special day. Is
0: it weird to you now that you're kind of an old guy, right? Like you're one, you're you're kind of one of the older guys on the team.
1: Yeah, I know. I kind of I kind of joke around that and that I don't like being old anymore, but that I feel really old because I got drafted in 2017, and you have all these young studs coming up that are 20, 21 years old, and. It doesn't make you feel too, too good, but at least I'm up here with them.
0: <laughs> when you are, are are in workouts now, like today or as camp goes on, and some of the younger guys come over, maybe they're filling out a roster or some of the depth camp guys are there. Do you take yourself back to that moment when you were the young guy, your first time you stepped onto the main field and who kind of some of the, the older guys you were just trying to kind of stand next to in the bullpen or the dugout to, to gain some knowledge from more?
1: Yeah, a little bit. I, I I'm, I didn't have too many experiences with that, but I do remember coming over and watching uh, Kenta Maeda bullpen and just how serious it was. It was his routine. It wasn't like any other bullpen that I've seen before. It was his specific how he likes to get stuff done, and it just that kind of resonated with me a little bit. Just that he had his routine, he knew what it was, and he executed it. and through after 10, 10, 15 pitches, he was like, yeah, I did what I need to do today. And I got, I got better. I needed it. That's all I needed it. Um, so something like that was pretty cool. Um, but I remember, I think I came over and just threw one maybe live BP when I was before I got added onto the 40 man over here to some big leaguers. Um, and that's, it is pretty special. Um, and yeah, definitely with the young guys coming over here now, um, you try try not to you try to relax them a little bit so they're not too timid but it, it it is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, outstanding stuff. Great trip down memory lane with Bailey Ober. We've got one final section and hopefully that section will include some questions from you our show is called Inside Twins. We'll take a break. We'll come back with Bailey in a moment on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Inside Twins. It's our final uh, segment of the program. Bailey Ober, kind enough to join us. Been a busy day for Bailey. The pitchers and catchers reported yesterday. Worked out for the first time today. You can see that cool new spring training lid that Bailey is sporting. Uh, Rest of the team joins uh, later on this week. And we will do our final Inside Twins program next week from the Lee Hill Sports Complex in Fort Myers. And then of course, we're on the air. Danny and I will have the game against the Gophers on the 23rd. We've got some questions from a variety of social media platforms for you, Bailey. I get the first question. It is Valentine's Day. I know you're away from the family. What is the smoothest Valentine's gift you've ever come up with though? Oh,
1: smoothest? I don't know. I mean, I I usually just stick to the classics and get some some pretty nice flowers. And then usually we'll go out and have a nice dinner
0: date. Um, With that, the the classics for a reason. Yep. Yeah. All right. There you have it. So if uh, those of you listening uh, are a little behind the eight ball on that, yeah. uh, take some advice from Bailey and grab some flowers yeah. on your way home. All right. Let's see what some of you have to say. I think we're going to start here with Melissa. Uh, great question from Melissa Rickman here. What does it take when you add a new pitch to your arsenal? Uh, that's a fat, fantastic question.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of stuff goes into it. Usually, obviously, you have, you you get an idea from an outside source, like either you see something that you you like, another pitcher has, then you try to kind of copy it. Um, a lot of the times those changes are usually done in the off season, so you have a little bit more time and preparation to work on it and perfect it going into the next uh, season. Um, they can happen during the year. It's just some guys don't really like tinkering too much with their stuff, whereas other guys will find a grip and find a new pitch and throw it in the next game that they throw in.
0: Yeah, and catch play is a huge part of this, too, because that's where you can kind of work out the kink. So yep. when you're a fan and you're watching the guys lined up playing catch every day, they're not slobbing it around. There's a lot of work going on in yep. that catch play. That's a, that's a great question, Melissa. Let's move on with, I think, Joe is next. Uh, what about being a taller pitcher makes it harder, and what makes it an advantage?
1: That's a good question. Um, makes it harder is just being able to repeat your mechanics just because you have a lot longer levers moving. Uh, down the mound. So getting the timing down the mound to create the maximum energy and force into the ball, um, it has to be pretty spot on to be able to repeat everything and throw from the same arm slot. Um, And then what makes it easy, or at least it helps me, um, just being able to be 6'9", helps me in general. Just because I release the ball closer to the plate, my extension's longer. Um, It helps with my lower release height. So that that comes to effect. just being able to be a little bit closer to the to the batter makes the hitter's eye a little bit different than what they're expecting.
0: I've never spoken with a hitter who enjoyed facing you or anybody of your size because yeah. it's just like they as they put it, it's like they're reaching out and handing the ball to the catcher. And uh, there's already you know less than that amount of time to make a decision. And now you're that much closer with your outstanding extension, which is among the best in the league all right one of our uh, regular contributors is beast mode Rocco I like the question just because we get to see this picture Uh, do you have any secret talents
1: oh I don't know I mean nothing crazy I don't think I'm trying to secret talent
0: Um,
1: I don't know I don't really have anything crazy that I that I do I mean I used to be able to dunk when I was playing high school basketball but I'm 6'9 so I feel like I it could be expected. <laughs> um, I've done a couple like when I was playing I did like a windmill or between the legs dunk and stuff like that. Um, I play golf. Um, I don't know just kind
0: I'll of go stuff. With like between that. the legs dunk is pretty good. I don't care yep. how tall you are. That's that's a pretty impressive one. Yeah we'll go we'll go between the legs dunk. I like that. Uh, all right Tristan I think we have time for Tristan here. Pre-game routines. I, I love this question because uh, starting pitchers in particular are so routine driven and you in particular nicest guy in the world when it's game day you are salty and it's one of the things danny and i love about you on the mound you have a presence about you that hasn't uh, don't mess with me feel to it i would guess that's not an accident um so i'll layer onto this pre-game routine question at what point do you flip that switch and become the uh, the salty guy that we see on on game day
1: yeah i mean my my routine um i Nothing in particular food-wise, to be honest with you. I just try to eat something with lots of protein that's kind of light, nothing that's going to be too heavy. And then it's mainly just time. Everything's time-oriented, so I have stuff mapped out four hours in advance, but prior to game time, whether that's getting in the hot tub or cold tub, getting stretched out by the trainer, doing warm-up stuff in the weight room, um, some activation, eating lunch or dinner right before the game, and then putting jersey on, getting you know take a shower before the game and then you're you're outside 45 minutes prior to your start warming up in the outfield so that's usually all that stuff kind of goes into it um do some scouting as well right before um but yeah when the when the game when i'm running out to the field that's when i turn the switch on um i'm not i'm not like that throughout the entire day when i'm at the locker room but as soon you're as that i
0: study gray no yeah i'm not you can talk to
1: me during the game during game day It's just. <laughs> Uh, whenever I get out onto the field, then that's when it's then it's game time, and I'm locked in and I'm ready, and I'm, I can't lose focus. I just need to stay on task and um, yeah, just treat everything like a battle, and I'm I'm gonna win.
0: Have you always been like that? Is that just part of who Bailey Ober is, or is that something you had to learn?
1: Yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it always has been. Um, I just love to compete. Um, I just like being out there and going to war and just really just. Getting after it. I mean, I, I felt like it was really uh, pushed on us when I went to college, and just having that mentality and that mindset. Um, and I feel like that it has helped me throughout, and I feel feel like I brought it into the minor leagues, and now I'm using it up in the big leagues. But it's just it's just that mentality that you're going to go out there and no one's no one can beat you, and you're gonna you're gonna win everything. And at this given time, you're the best that you, at what you do. And that's just, that's just how the mentality should be that I think when you're out there competing against the best in the world.
0: That's the very essence of pitcher versus hitter, and we love watching you when you do it. Bailey Ober, we appreciate you joining us here on uh, your first day back at the office. Can't wait to see you out in that Florida sunshine and looking forward to seeing you put that demean face on and climbing the hill here uh, before too long. Thanks for coming by today.
1: Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me.
0: Now that's Bailey Ober. Bailey poised for big things this year. He's going to be a critical cog in a rotation that, again, is going to be a strong point for the 2024 Minnesota Twins coming off. Really a brilliant season a year ago. Again, want to thank everybody who joined us and all of you who, who offered up questions today, outstanding questions for Bailey Ober. If we didn't get to your question, we apologize. We try to get to as many as possible, and we hope you'll try again next week on all of the Twins' various social media platforms, the YouTube page and the Facebook page, as well also reminder we will be back again next week for our final inside twins of the year both on our social media platforms uh and also of course uh, live or uh, all across the uh, uh, radio airways and our fine radio affiliates before bringing you actual twins baseball on the 23rd when they take on john anderson and the golden gophers on behalf of bailey Ober, again saying so long for now happy valentine's day to all this has been inside twins on your home twins baseball you have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.